First, there was the High Return Real Estate Show, now upgraded to the Higher Return Real Estate Show. Deeper insights, greater value. It's time to build your empire. This is a quote from a famous comedian. I don't even know who said it, but it makes me laugh every time. They say money doesn't buy happiness, but money buys jet skis. Have you ever seen anyone unhappy on a jet ski? Well, I have to say, yes, indeed, money does buy you happiness sometimes. So if your first response to the title of this is, of course, money makes you happier, then let's unpack when and, and if it does. And you know, how do we keep money in the right perspective? Because when we're building wealth and we're in the early stages of building wealth where we don't have much money, we don't want to push off into the future our happiness that we could be enjoying, you know, currently. I remember, you know, back in my 20s, I was largely pretty broke. I mean, my business shot up through, you know, like my senior year of college and then had a really incredible year there. And then it kind of plateaued and even dropped a bit for several years. So we weren't making that much money. My wife was a teacher. She was a beginning teacher. So her salary was peanuts as well. And here's what I can tell you. Money solves money problems. Money does not solve relationship issues, nor does money give you a better physique. And it certainly does not help you achieve a tighter spiritual connection to your creator, which I consider the greatest wealth that I have. It doesn't help my boys to perform athletically and bring that joy to, to Karen and I. It doesn't stop douchebags from being douchebags. You know, the ones who add an underscore at the end of your Instagram handle and attempt to cold message scam all your followers from a fake copied account. Money can't solve any of those types of problems. You know, they say like when you have a good, strong physical fitness of physique, that's something that you can't inherit. It's something that you can't buy. You have to work and you have to earn it. Now, you've probably seen the study that claims that happiness begins to plateau after you receive an annual income of 75000 which is an idea that has now been more or less disproven. And there's another study going so far as to claim that people with 10 million are measurably happier than those with a paltry one to two million, those poor little millionaires. <laughs> so what are we to make of all this happiness research and its ties to income? Matthew Killingsworth, he studied data from more than 30,000 adults, far larger than previous studies of money and happiness. And he's the one who debunked the popular myth that there's no effect on money on happiness beyond 75K per year. But he did confirm a law of diminishing marginal returns to money. Now, what the heck are diminishing marginal returns? Well, back in third grade, the lunch ladies at my elementary school would make chocolate-covered peanut butter squares. I mean, you're talking about pure heaven as a kid, chocolate peanut butter squares absolutely make your life better. You cannot convince me there's a better food in this world than chocolate mixed with peanut butter. And let me tell you, these lunch ladies nailed it. I want to send them a thank you letter. I just don't know who they are. <laughs> Strange enough, some of the kids in my class didn't want theirs. What kind of weirdo doesn't want chocolate and peanut butter? But I digress. So they'd stack them up on my plate, sometimes as many as 10. The first one, amazing, pure heaven. The second, pretty good. The third, um, yeah, it was okay. The fourth, I'm not so sure I want it, but I don't want to throw it out. The fifth, I'm about to get nauseous. The seventh, fuck it. 
you'd have to pay me to eat it. Eighth, ninth, and tenth, I'm throwing them away as fast as I can. And that, my friends, is the law of diminishing marginal returns. A study of thousands of millionaires led by researchers at Harvard Business School did find a gain in happiness that kick in when people's net worth rises above $8 million, but the effect was very small. A net worth of $8 million offers a boost of happiness that is roughly half as large as the happiness boost from being married. So what, in addition to being married, tends to make people happy? One of the greatest happiness studies, in my opinion, is called the Mappiness Project, which uses technology to get direct feedback from participants while they're in the moment. So they're essentially mapping happiness, aka the Mappiness Project. All right, I don't know if you guys could figure that out on your own, so thought I'd give you a little guidance. For example, they get a push notification to remind them on the, you know, like it comes up on your phone to enter what they're doing, who they're with, and rate their happiness. So, for example, you're having sex, eating pizza, watching football with your friends. <laughs> Those are clear tens. Lying sick in bed, doing meaningless work, folding laundry, well, that's a one. The activities that make people happy are, well, this is not really all that surprising, having sex, exercise, and gardening. Now, I'm sorry, but who the fuck actually enjoys gardening? I'd rather sit in an empty room with nothing but a foldy chair, doing nothing but staring at white space. All right, I digress. People get a big happiness boost from being with a romantic partner or close friends, but not from being around other people like colleagues, children, or acquaintances. Weather plays only a small role, surprisingly, except, of course, people get a big mood boost on extraordinary days like above 75 and sunny. People are consistently happier when they're out in nature, near a body of water, beautiful scenery. Now, I know what you're thinking. These are pretty obvious results. We didn't need scientists to tell us. But there's an advantage to having some data that tells us something that there is no secret. In our modern day world that shoves in our face every day that we need material possessions to be happy, possessions, according to thousands and thousands of people in the moment, do not make people happy. Personally, I've been broke, you know, and I've been very rich. I've been happy and I've been miserable in both situations. I've driven a Ford Festiva where the tire fell off traveling 65 on the highway, and I've driven a $100,000 Tesla. I can't say that a sweet car has made that much impact on how happy I am. You know, I was pretty broke in my 20s, maybe had a few hundred K throughout my 30s, and now I'm a multimillionaire. In my 20s, I may not have had money, but of course, I didn't have any lower back issues. I didn't have to go to the chiropractor. I had the freedom to do what I wanted, right? <laughs> I was never tired out. I recovered from lifting workouts in no time. So now, you know, I have plenty of money, but then I also have some of the issues that come as you grow older. So every stage seems to have its trade-offs, which is why they always tell you to enjoy the journey. And I'm telling you to enjoy the journey. There isn't going to be a time that you arrive at some point in the future where you have a ton of money and then all of a sudden it's just unicorns and rainbows and everything's just so grand. You will still have challenges and problems and things that you'll have to solve. Now, it is nice to have money to solve some of the problems that come up that money can solve, no doubt. But I can't say that that truly brings happiness. It just makes life easier. Now, in 2020, 
I can say without any doubt that I was the happiest I've ever been. Now, understand and have empathy. And I know this was a tough time for many. And I know that for many, it was an amazing time. That was just my season. I had my season before that of really, really rough times and being pretty miserable, to be honest. But for that entire summer, all travel was canceled. And all we did was go boating on our new double-decker pontoon boat. I went jet skiing and tubing with my kids. I was golfing almost every day. Did Netflix and chilled with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Hey, thanks for supporting our show. If you want to find great rental properties that are not available to the general public, subscribe to our Insiders Club email list. Just head on over to highreturnrealestate.com and wait for the pop-up. I made over $1.3 million automatically passive income from all of my investable assets. So it's not that hard to figure out why I was so happy. I was with my family in nature, not really working yet, making great money and spending more time with my wife and my kids than ever before. It was bliss. Was I happy? Undoubtedly. Was I fulfilled? No, not even fucking close. And here's why. I wasn't serving anyone. Let that sink in for just a moment. I'm telling you about that dream life I lived for that year, yet I'm telling you I had a big piece missing inside simply because I wasn't helping anyone else solve their problems. You see, several of the leaders on my direct sales team graduated, so to speak. They grew their leadership. They became independent. They were running their own teams and their organizations, and they didn't really need me anymore. Of course, you know, occasionally they would seek me out, but there were many days of no one meeting Jack. And sure, you know, I'd make some decent coin selling some properties through my company, High Return Real Estate, but no one ever came back and thanked me. It was a lot like being a sports referee. No one ever walks out of a sporting event saying, those refs called one heck of a game. Wow, what an incredible call that ref made. That totally saved the whole game. <laughs> no, what they say, what I say, when I'm walking out of a Cleveland Browns game and we lost, I'm saying, fuck those refs. They blew it. They cost us the game. You know, if everything went well in real estate, I hear nothing. If anything goes wrong, well, I hear. <laughs> okay. So essentially, I was not pouring into anyone, and there's no amount of money that can fill in that gap, that emptiness you'll feel when you have some things going well in your life. You have some money, but you aren't providing a guiding hand to those who are walking the journey before you. Unless you're pouring into other humans, you simply will not ever have fulfillment. That's the only way to get fulfillment, gang, is by Pouring in, helping other people, solving other people's problems, inspiring other people, doing something to make other people's lives better. In that moment of, or moments of being out on the golf course in nature, quiet, being able to have a conversation with my creator of what's my next step? What's my next path? What does it look like? So this leads to the all important point about having financial freedom and having plenty of money. The main thing that it gives you is not happiness, but it gives you flexibility. You don't need to make decisions based on money. You have, in fact, made enough money where money is no longer a factor. 
And for me, that financial independence, that automated income from multiple, multiple streams of passive producing assets, because I'm waking up and doing something I love every freaking day, writing content, podcasts, publishing social media, and helping others make smarter financial and business decisions, that gives me fulfillment. Most days, I ask myself, why I'm not further ahead? You know, why isn't this further ahead by now? But when I talk myself off that ledge and just focus on the process and the joy from talking about something that I love talking about, well, that's the real deal, you guys. One part of the Mappiness Project that I still can't wrap my head around is how miserable people are at work. This cracks me up. Well, actually, it's pretty sad. They found that work was the second most miserable activity of 40 activities, and only being sick in bed makes people less happy. People apparently work far too hard at jobs with people they don't like and then are too afraid to quit because they need the money, often one paycheck away from not being able to pay the bills. Why this is so surprising to me is because I absolutely love to work. TGIF? Nah. TGIM. I'm all about thank God it's Monday and I can get back to work. Okay. And I do love my weekends. Don't get me wrong. But I love working. I don't fear it. I don't say, oh man, I, I don't want to go back to work. I love what I do. And that's, that is a true sign of happiness. So does money help you get that? Yeah, in a way. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you can't quit a job because you will not be able to quit and pay your next set of obligations coming in, that's a problem. And that's a money problem. And money can solve that problem. And money can make you happier if you start living below your means, banking your money, investing it wisely into things you understand and creating additional streams of passive income that can give you choices when you need choices. Hey, thanks for being a listener. To find great rental properties and become a more savvy investor, head on over to highreturnrealestate.com. This is exactly why your principal capital should be invested into passive income plays and not just growth. Multiple streams of automated income will give you the flexibility that you need not to have to stay in a job. You'd almost rather be home sick in bed than waking up every morning to commute to. It gives you the time you need if something bad happens in your life, be able to take a step back, deal with it with all of your energy and the focus that you need to deal with it and handle it and get it taken care of and come back stronger. And if you think, if you're in your 20s and you don't think bad shit's going to happen to you, gang, um, you know, I got a lot of stories to tell you about that. Look, I'm not a doomsday guy. I'm a very positive person, but there is going to be times in your life where you go through difficulty, you go through experiences that you don't want to go through, but in the end of the day, they're necessary for your continued growth and evolution and becoming the best human that you can possibly be. So money allows you to take your time in deciding what your next move might be. I wish I had the magic wand to wave and get my businesses to just crank. I've had my real estate company for seven years. I haven't taken a paycheck out of that company yet after seven years, you guys. I mean, <laughs> entrepreneurship is just always sunshine, rainbows, and amazing, huh? Not so much. You know, I'm not a country music fan, but Zach Brown, 
gives us a glimpse into what a happy life looks like in his popular song, Chicken Fried. Cold beer on a Friday night, jeans that fit just right, and the radio up. Well, it's funny how the little things in life that mean the most, not where you live or what you drive or the price tag on your clothes. Clearly, this guy has it all figured out. Big Data tells us there are things that have been around for thousands of years that can make us happy that require little to no money. And after reading several studies on happiness, I concluded that the modern day answer to maximizing happiness could jokingly be summed up. You guys ready for this? <laughs> I've got it right here. Be with your love on an 80 degree and sunny day overlooking a beautiful body of water having sex. <laughs> My non-data driven answer is yes. This will certainly make you happy in that moment. But if you're not helping other humans solve problems and make their lives better, you're missing fulfillment. Fulfillment can only come from what you give, not exclusively living for yourself. Happiness plus fulfillment is the real deal. Multiple streams of automated income will help you get there and stay there. Hey, thanks for your support. If this episode was valuable to you, then show us some love. Subscribe and take one minute of your time to leave us a review. This is how we get the word out to help more investors. And best of all, it's good for your karma. 